Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening, and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Monday night edition here on 106.1 FM Nash Icom. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Our tuning app available for you anywhere in the world to listen in. The iHeart, no problem. Alexa will play the show for you at home by telling her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. If you want to listen back, the podcast available at CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the top header, click on more, and click on podcast, and you've got it. You can email me at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join the conversation. We'll talk about the Final Four extensively with our guest in a moment. We'll get into the Pelicans later in the show, among other things, but we're also going to touch on the Saints Right off the bat, too, as we are glad to welcome our good and great friend and colleague, Les East from Crescent City Sports, to the program. Les, good evening to you. Hi, Ken. How are you? Doing fine, thanks. And obviously covering the final form, we'll get into that here shortly. But the New Orleans Saints made big news today with a, uh, I, I don't know if you want to use the word blockbuster, I guess you could, made a huge trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. And this is another example of the Saints going for quantity uh, quality, I should say, over quantity, looking for that that guy, so to speak. They now have two first-round picks, number 16 and 19 overall, and they also gave up a lot more, including other picks and picks next year and the year after as well. First-round pick in 2023, second-round pick in 2024. Uh, the Saints getting a, th- a third-round pick this year too, so... Les, when you look at this on balance, the automatic uh, read nationally is that the Eagles got the better of it because they get more players uh, out of this ostensibly. But where the Saints are concerned, it's a clear message that they have a target in mind and that they're trying to win now, correct? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, you know, when you look at the numbers and and say the the Eagles are getting more players, that's true. But at the same time, the Saints are going to have two uh number one picks who are going to be on the roster this coming season. So, you know, you're you're getting an immediate impact from the, the most important picks in there. So I, I think that's difficult to quantify, but I think it kind of balances the trade a little bit. You know, a couple of things occurred to me when I saw it. One was that I don't know that I can ever recall a trade of this magnitude that didn't involve a single player. And then secondly, the, the question was that, I, that came to me was, 
do the Saints feel like they need multiple impact players in this draft, and that's why they just, they wanted to get another pick and move up a couple of spots, or are they laying the groundwork for another move that will leap them into the top ten picks to really get an impact player, uh, potentially uh, a starting tackle or perhaps even an edge rusher? Well, I think both are possible, and I'm glad you brought that up because I just wrote that for Crescent City Sports. They could very well package what they've done now to move up even more uh, to get one pick. Or if they stay where they're at, you know, obviously several things come to mind. As you look at the draft order, by getting to 16, they jump the Los Angeles Chargers, who are at 17. The Chargers are, are said by many to really be after a wide receiver which, of course, the Saints are clearly after. Therefore, that would be a smart move if that was your target at number 16 to jump the Chargers. Yeah, it would be. It's a little difficult to, to project that out because I believe there are probably about four wide receivers who are projected to go in the first 17 or 18 picks. The Saints, I believe, are at 18 before the trade. And so you're not sure who's going to be gone at that point because you don't know who has which of those players ranked the highest. And so it's a little early, I think, to, to think that you can uh, uh, put this under a microscope and say that come the end of the month, when 16 comes to us, we can get wide receiver A before the Chargers take him because that person could be gone or uh, multiple people might be available because different people have different rankings among the wide receivers, but I do think that a highly regarded wide receiver is certainly one of the possibilities that was on their radar when they made this move. When I look at this, I try to evaluate what the biggest needs are for me. Uh, their biggest needs would be wide receiver and tackle, uh, but they also need a running back. Uh, they very, very well need a free safety. And you might throw in tight end, depending on how you feel about Troutman and Taysom Hill. So what do you see as their biggest needs? Well, I think the biggest need is tackle and wide receiver. I guess I would make that 1A and 1B. I'm assuming Mike Thomas is going to come back and still be a very good wide receiver. But obviously you need uh, multiple effective wide receivers. So that, that's a huge need. The loss of Teron Armstead makes tackle uh, at least an equally important need. But I think if you're looking down the road, and, and I, I know that immediate impact is a big part of this, but you also have to look beyond 2022. You know, they're going to have to commit an awful lot of money to Marcus Davenport going forward. Cam Jordan is on the downside of his career, though he's still a very good player. Dennis Allen is a defensive coach taking over. I could see a pass-rushing defensive end being a big part of their thought process, even though it's not the biggest need or second biggest need for this coming season. Well, they've got Davenport. They drafted Peyton Turner in the first round, so obviously they've, they've protected themselves there. So when you look at the possibilities, if they stay where they're at, if you're looking at tackles, I don't think the guy is going to be there that they really want at 16. Eel of Alabama likely gone before that. And the other two tackles are rated in the top you know, six to eight picks in the draft. So then you got Bernard Raymond of Central Michigan, Charles Cross of Mississippi State, Trevor Penning of Northern Iowa. Maybe those guys 
of possibilities. Of course, at wide receiver, the other position of need, uh, the clear guy that everybody's talked about is Chris Olave because he's a speed guy and he happens to come from Ohio State. But then there's Jamison Williams, who has fantastic speed and good size, but he's coming off a knee injury at Alabama. Uh, if you're looking at a guy that doesn't have quite as much speed, but he's big physical and talented, Traylon Burks of Arkansas is another that would be there. It seems like there are more wide receivers that fall in that realm of the middle of the first round that would be there as opposed to tackles. Yeah, I agree with that. If, you, if you're looking to draft an offensive tackle that you think can come in and start and be a good player for you as a rookie, he's not going to last to anywhere near 16. He's going to be in the top four or five picks. And I'm not sure there's someone in this draft who is, who is uh, believed to be the next Willie Rope or someone like that. Certainly there are good players who would be good value, but I think if they're targeting a tackle – then this is just the first shoe to drop. They're going to package these two to get into the top ten to get an elite tackle. I think it's possible, certainly with wide receiver, I think you can uh, have a uh, better impact at 16 than you can with tackle. But it may well be they're only going from 18 to 16. So I'm not sure they can count on 16 giving them someone they wouldn't have had at 18. I think this may well be a case of them if they're not trying to get into the top ten, they're thinking we need to get two impact starters out of this draft and we'll figure out who's at 16 and who's at 18 when the draft arises. But we have enough needs that we have to get two of those guys. Right, best player available in that scenario. Now, the other topic that's come up after the trade is maybe, just maybe, they love a quarterback. And if they do then certainly this would make sense because it doesn't figure that a quarterback will go in the top 10, but it does figure that at least two will go in the first round. Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh, Malik Willis of Liberty, those are the most likely. But then you've got Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell also. Uh, that certainly could figure in the mix. Uh, the Saints are going to have to invest a quarterback, if not this year, next year. So... Could that enter into the picture here as well? Well, I think it's possible, and, and certainly with a different uh, crop of players, I would think it would be more likely. I, I looked at a lot of mock drafts uh, after the trade was made to get a, a better feel for what might be out there, and I'm not sure I saw a mock draft that had any quarterback going before 18. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure why they would need to make this sort of blockbuster trade uh, to get someone who might have been there at 18 anyway, and they're only moving up two spots, so it doesn't guarantee a whole lot. So I, I tend to think that quarterback is not uh, the reason that they made this trade, but certainly the long-term prospects at quarterback are uncertain, and whenever you have this dramatic a move in the first round, you have to consider the possibility that that quarterback is – uh, part of the equation because it's such an important position. Well, I, I do think, as I mentioned earlier, that if they stay where they're at, then certainly there was a calculation about jumping the Chargers because the Chargers are said to be in the market for a wide receiver. So clearly Olave falls in that range. Williams certainly figures to be there because of the knee injury. So there's that real possibility that exists also. Let me also point out that the last time 
that the Saints had two first-round picks and worked out really well for New Orleans. You might recall, in 2017, they chose Marshawn Lattimore 11th overall, and they chose Ryan Ramchek 32nd overall. That worked out really well with two first-round picks that year. Oh, yeah, it did. It worked out extremely well, and I think you could say that, uh, I believe if you go back a little bit farther, you, you have uh, Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram coming in in the same draft. Of course, that was a, a draft night trade to get back into the first round to pick Ingram, but if I'm not mistaken, that, that worked out pretty well, too, yep. uh, getting those two. So, yeah, if they could get, and they're picking high, you know, Ramchick was at the the back end of the first round here we're talking about uh, what 16 and 19 mm -hmm. so you're looking at uh, presumably much better value here and again i think this may be more about the quality they expect at those positions more so than a pair of individuals maybe there's one individual they've targeted but i think when your point about the charges is well taken because there are so many wide receivers i think they're figuring a few of them are going to be gone if we get in front of the Chargers, that, that should guarantee us getting one uh, of the guys who are worthy of that pick. Certainly, I, I think most people feel they've got to have a speed receiver as opposed to a, a bigger possession type of guy. So if you want the speed guy, you probably do have to get up this high to have any shot at doing that. So it's a very interesting situation. As you look at the draft right now as it stands, for 2022. The Saints still have seven total picks in the draft. So they still have the numbers this year. Two first-round picks, a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. So they still have seven picks overall in this draft. So there is some quantity to go along with the potential quality. And essentially, they're just getting their 2023 first-round pick in 2022. Yeah, and I, I think if you're, you're a Saints fan and, and you're kind of wringing your hands wondering if this is a, a good deal or not, well, ultimately that's going to be determined by how well they select the players in all of these spots. But I think the encouraging thing would be this tells you that Mickey Lomas and Dennis Allen, you know, feel like they still have a roster that can compete uh, to go deep into the playoffs. And they're feeling like, let's go for it now. Let's add a couple of pieces now. If we will sacrifice a couple of picks down the road because we're going to be competing for a championship this year and or certainly a deep run in the playoffs. And uh, if we're as good as we think we are, some of these picks that we gave up aren't going to be all that valuable because we're going to be picking at the end of these rounds. Les East with us from CrescentCitySports.com. I think that it makes sense to do what they've done. I'm not sure they're done yet with what is going on. The other position that would be interesting to watch is running back because I, I believe the Saints are going to have to invest in a running back. They've got Alvin Kamara, who in all likelihood is going to miss some games. And then they've got an aging Mark Ingram and not much else. So it seems to me that they're going to have to invest in running back. And history proves you can get a good running back, not necessarily in the first round. Yeah, I, I think there's no question they have to invest in a running back uh, you know, we're assuming that um, Kamara is going to miss some time because of some sort of disciplinary action, but that he is going to be a significant player this year and going forward. But those games that he misses, they're going to need 
a very important replacement. They're going to need a second running back because you just have to have two good ones. And even though Sean Payton is not there anymore, the organization, especially Mickey Lomas, has learned over the years that you can get very good running backs without investing uh, a tremendously high pick. And that's why I don't think getting these two number one picks was with a running back in mind, but certainly with the number of picks they have, running back is probably going to be something that's going to be addressed, and it's going to be addressed probably on day two of the draft, I would assume. I would wonder what they're going to do at free safety. They just brought back P.J. Williams. We know how valuable C.J. Gardner-Johnson is, and you want to leave him in the role he's in if you can because he's so good. He can tackle really well. He can play tight ends. He's physical, and he's a ball hawk. Marcus May, looking at him as a player and studying what he's done, he looks more like a Malcolm Jenkins type than he does a free safety, at least from my perception. So I still think that there's a real question mark at the free safety spot. Well, there is. I think they need to get another player in the mix there. I I do think the way that uh, Dennis Allen uses his his safeties maybe is a little bit different than the the traditional uh, strong safety, free safety. I think he's looking for versatile safeties who can play uh, closer to the line of scrimmage and then on the back end. So, uh, I think they're okay with what they have. They have to add somebody else who's going to be high up in the rotation. And, you know, I, I think Tyron Matthew would be an excellent fit here. I know he certainly wants to be here. See, he and CJGJ have been uh, campaigning uh, for his arrival here on social media, but I just think that would be a really good fit. Really interesting to see if they can make that happen. I think a lot of people would love to see it. And certainly he can play that spot and play it well still at this stage of his career. Les East with us from CrescentCitySports.com. He'll be covering the Final Four tonight. All right, so your, your impressions and your takeaway from the semifinal games on Saturday. Well, I think uh, both of the winning teams were very impressive. I think that the second game to North Carolina, as expected, was an outstanding game, especially in the second half. Uh, the first game, Kansas just kind of took it to Villanova from the beginning. They obviously missed Justin Smith, the number two scorer, who got hurt. But I, I thought that was an extremely impressive performance by Kansas, even against a shorthanded uh, Villanova team. The way North Carolina just kept hanging in there with a, with a Duke team that had a lot of talent and, and was playing for history for their coach, uh, I think it was really impressive the way Carolina played. I think this shapes up to be just an outstanding matchup. Two, the two best teams in the country uh, playing a game that I think will probably go down to the final seconds and maybe even into an extra period. Yeah, I picked Kansas and Duke to win the semifinal game, so I was one for two. Uh, Duke had problems. Their center's got in foul trouble. Certainly hurt them and North Carolina's guard play was better overall. Kansas, as you mentioned, just dominated from the start. And I picked Kansas to win it all before it started, so I'm not changing that pick. They've got length. Uh, they've got good guard play. Uh, they have uh, a some degree of depth. The only thing that concerns me about North Carolina is their lack of depth, Les. They, they really don't have any depth. I mean, they're, they're five or six deep, and that's it. Got to play heavy minutes, uh, two games in three nights. Yeah, that, that's one of the big question marks in this game, and I do think 
that, that's something that could show up late in the game, playing the second time in three days with uh, almost no bench at all. Uh, will that show up if they have to make some free throws late or just having to defend late in the game? So that would be a concern if I were a North Carolina fan. I, I do think the Tar Heels have uh, a little more versatility and a few more weapons on the offensive end. Kansas is an outstanding defensive team, and they're going to challenge that North Carolina offense. But I do think North Carolina has so many guys who can knock down jumpers and who can get to the basket and score that it's really hard to to make a big run against them because somebody's going to be able to put up points. And they just look like one of those teams with the run they've been on uh, since they were four and three in the ACC, they just had that look kind of like UConn had uh, one year when they made a belated run and, and carried it on through to a national championship. They just kind of look like the team uh, that's on its way to a title. But I, I certainly don't discount Kansas's chances because they are an outstanding team. I called it the Roy Williams special. With the ties to the programs, of course, 14 years at Kansas, and he led them the two national titles, and he left to go to Carolina, and he's won three national titles there. Now he steps away, and Hubert Davis is there in his first year. His team was on a bubble to make the tournament not too long ago, and now they're in the national championship game. These are the ultimate blue blood programs that are playing for the title. Yeah, they are. I mean, you couldn't ask for a more historically significant uh, matchup unless, you know, maybe if you had UCLA or Kentucky in there, but, but UCLA is kind of far removed from their glory days. So I think if you're looking at the relative recent past, uh, these are about as good as you're going to get with UNC and Kansas and also a lot of history going all the way back to the beginnings of their program. So it's you couldn't ask for a better matchup, and these teams are worthy representatives of their schools and their programs, and it just shapes up to be about as good of a championship game as you could hope for, and hopefully it lives up to the billing much the way that UNC and Duke did on Saturday. You mentioned that this game could go to the wire, if not beyond. Do you have a strong choice in the game? I don't have a strong choice. I would go with uh, North Carolina because I just I think the intangibles are with them. Uh, it took them it, it took them a while to figure things out. Hubert Davis in his first year as head coach, even though he'd been an assistant, I believe, for seven years, still the feeling out process of the players and the head coach I think took a while. Once they got it figured out in early February, they just took off. And they have a lot of talent. They shoot free throws well. Kansas does well also. But I just think there's a little too much offensive firepower for North Carolina. I think they'll be able to come up uh, with at least that one more point that they're going to need. But, again, I, I, I wouldn't discount Kansas. I think this is going to be a really good, tightly contested game to the wire. Looking at the overall picture of what's transpired, we've been blessed by and large with good weather during the Final Four weekend. That's certainly the case again today. It'll be a little rougher tomorrow, but that part's been there. The events surrounding it have gone over well. Fortunately, there haven't been any real crime issues to discuss or bring up during this time. Your overall impression of how the city has handled things to this point? 
Well, I think everything's been been very positive. Uh, certainly, uh, the, the coaches know this city. They know this arena. The, the players don't because it's been 10 years since we had one of these. But the, the players, uh, from the time they arrived, especially Mike Krzyzewski and Jay Wright, both went out of their ways out of their way to praise the city and the arena and, and the, the volunteer staff. You know, nobody does this better than New Orleans. A lot of places do it extremely well. But the, the, uh, the institutional knowledge of putting on an event like this, the, the refurbishment of the Superdome, the, the layout of the Superdome, I think, is outstanding. Uh, I didn't cover the event in 2012, so I'm not sure if this is the same one they had or if they've tweaked it. But the, the building looks great. The sight lines are great. Uh, the, the city has put its best foot forward. I, I think, uh, knock on wood, we get through the <laughs> tonight and tomorrow morning when everybody leaves town. Uh, everything goes as well as it has to this point, and I think it will uh, show up very well for the, the city uh, around the country. Yeah, listen, uh, the building looks great. The renovations certainly have paid off. The configuration is somewhat similar to what we saw in 2012 and, and a lot different than what we saw in the previous ones that I was at in 2003 and, and of course, in, in uh, 1993 and, and in 80, 87 and 82. So it is different. Uh, it's a better building overall, and the lighting is better, obviously, and, of course, the, the scoreboards and such uh, the NCAA operates are really nice. So it's a, it's a beautiful setup. By the way, you can get a ticket cheap for tonight. And that happens. That's the dynamic in place every Final Four or less. The semifinals are incredibly expensive and tough to get into. Uh, but then two teams lose and everybody leaves from those schools and tickets are available on the open market pretty inexpensively. That's the case tonight. You can get a ticket for 20 or $30. Well, that would be a, a, a hell of a bargain because I, I think you're going to get uh, many times over that in terms of the entertainment value. And I think that you're right about how that, that's a dynamic that's with every Final Four, but I think that's exacerbated uh, this year by so many people buying tickets in hopes of seeing Mike Krzyzewski go for a national championship in his last game. Since that didn't happen, you probably have a, a few more people looking to leave after Saturday than you might normally have. Yeah, I'll tell you who's not really enjoying this game tonight are LSU basketball fans, right? I mean, <laughs> LSU basketball fans feel a little bit tortured right now. Uh, Will Wade got what he had coming to him, I do believe, based upon the multiple violations. And uh, there's, you can argue about the job he did all you want, but based on the violations, uh, that had to happen. The problem is Bill Self has had major, major issues and nothing has really happened there. And, of course, North Carolina under Roy Williams had a significant uh, academic situation, and it basically got slapped on the hand, and here they are playing for a championship without any significant sanctions against those programs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If you're an LSU fan, you have to be wondering what the difference is. You know, of course, LSU did have a chance to get into the tournament, like these mm -hmm. other programs, and I'll include Arizona and Auburn in there as right. well. The university chose to fire the coach. It wasn't anything the NCAA did, and we don't yet know what the sanctions will be, but there's every reason to expect that they will be significant. So there do, does seem to be uh, some treatment of uh, LSU to this point and, and suggestive of what's going to happen going forward that's a bit inconsistent 
with with Kansas and certainly when you go back to, to UNC, as you referenced uh, under Roy Williams, you have to kind of scratch your head a little bit and just wonder if maybe there's a little bit of special treatment for these programs that, that have a much richer basketball history than, than LSU has. Right. I'm not into playing the excuse game. And the comparison game is there all day, but it's pretty obvious when you look at the situations that uh, there has been more severe treatment uh, for LSU than there has been for these these top-shelf programs in basketball. By the way, I did a game, you might recall, right after Katrina. Kansas hosted the University of New Orleans, and they gave UNO a tremendous uh, amount of money to go there and help compensate the school after Hurricane Katrina. So I did a game there, and that's crazy, by the way, at Allen Fieldhouse in Kansas. I mean, the support there is absolutely insane. So when you're talking about the teams that made it to New Orleans, you couldn't have picked four bigger programs unless you were picking Kentucky in terms of fan support. You know, there are others that draw really well, Michigan State's and the Arizonas and such. But, man, you talk about four programs that have incredible support. New Orleans certainly got that. Yeah, you couldn't have drawn, realistically, you couldn't have drawn enough any better. Yeah, the, the only thing that was missing um, for, from a travel standpoint would have been Kentucky, and they've been here. Of course, they won in 2012, mm-hmm. but they've also been here for SEC tournaments and regionals, and they always uh, travel as well as anybody in the country. That, that would have been, I guess, the icing on the cake. But uh, Villanova, I was impressed. They they had they were obviously the, the weaker of the four when it comes to uh, traveling, and yet they had a nice crowd here on Saturday as well. So it was uh, just four outstanding programs, uh, large-scale uh, sets of fans coming here, great atmosphere, and I, I think tonight's going to cap it off the way that everybody hopes it will with just an outstanding championship-worthy effort from these two programs. Before we let you get away, I'm going to talk about the Pelicans. In the next segment, uh, they still need a win to clinch a play-in spot after losing to the Clippers last night. Uh, your overall impression, your overall take of what you're seeing from the Pelicans at this point? Well, I've been very impressed with the the way they they, they played here down the stretch. Um, you know, last night wasn't all that surprising. Uh, they've beaten the Clippers three times. The Clippers have gotten healthy here of late, at least with Paul George coming back. They had a chance to clinch the eighth spot in the West. So, and, and the Pelicans had already played two road games, a huge one against the Lakers. So it was just, it set up better for the Clippers last night than the Pelicans. So the, the Clippers clearly outplayed them, and that's no excuse for the, for the Pelicans getting blown out. But the way they have played, one thing I'll say is C.J. McCollum is a much more versatile scorer than I realized before he got here. They, his repertoire of shots is remarkable. He's a leader. He's a great player. Brandon Ingram over the last two months has gotten so much better than he was uh, earlier in the year. And then Willie Green's just done a masterful job. They bought in to uh, to what he's selling, and uh, he's done a great job. So I would say uh, that fans should be encouraged, and they should come out Thursday night and watch them play uh, Portland in the penultimate home game. They might clinch before then. They got Sacramento tomorrow night. The Lakers, I believe, are in Phoenix tomorrow night, so there's a good chance they'll clinch before they get home. But nonetheless, they want to build momentum for that play-in opportunity. Yeah, you surely want to play that game in New Orleans, not in San Antonio. 
Oh, absolutely. And uh, I, I think there's a good chance they can do that. They have uh, Each team has four games left. The Pelicans have no more margin for error. They have to at least match the Spurs' record. Spurs, I believe, only have one home game left. The, the Pelicans have two. So, uh, yeah, they, they need to win. You want to play that here. And uh, if they can win that game, then they'll get the loser of the seven eight game, and uh, which would be Minnesota and the Clippers, and uh, that wouldn't be too big a task to this team if they were able to get out of that first round. So I, I think the next couple of weeks shape up to be a lot of fun for the Pelicans, and the last two games, the Spurs and the Lakers were the biggest crowds and the best environment of the season, and the Bulls game before that, and hopefully that momentum continues with the Blazers game on Thursday and then the Warriors here on Sunday. Have to take care of business Tomorrow night, no doubt about that. So do that first and then worry about the rest. He's Les East of CrescentCitySports.com. Les will be covering the Final Four championship game tonight. You can read about it at CrescentCitySports.com. We'll columnize about it as well. And we look forward to that coverage as always. Les, listen, thanks. We appreciate the time. Thanks, Ken. All right, Les. That's Les East of CrescentCitySports.com. Fans. Uh, all over the area by the Superdome. It's beautiful weather. So they're enjoying it outside right now uh, in Champion Square and surrounding the Dome. Some have already made their way into the building and have just gotten in early because, uh, again, uh, when you look at the tip-off for the game, you got to wait a little while, right? I mean, this is, again, uh, a game where they're not tipping off till 820. And some people have asked, you know, why... Do they tip off that late? And I don't know the exact answer other than to say perhaps they want to make sure they capture the West Coast crowd because I know it's 920 on the East Coast, but they're going to get the East Coast because it's basketball country and Carolina's there. So that's going to happen. Central time zone, of course, which is where we're at. Certainly there, Mountain 2, and then the West, obviously to be able to capture that. I don't know the answer specifically. I couldn't tell you exactly why it starts that late. That's just a thought process as to why that might be the case. But again, tip-off is at 8.20 uh, tonight here in Mercedes-Benz Superdome, and obviously it's going to be a big night. More than anything else, we want to see a really good game, as Les suggested it would be. Whether you have a rooting interest or not, We're looking for the best possible game to live up to the incredible history of the championship games that have been staged in New Orleans, which we've detailed at CrescentCitySports.com in a piece I wrote this past week. So, again, that's the ticket. A good game tonight, producing a result that is memorable and an experience for people that is memorable and they can take home with them and then be talking about their visit here in such positive fashion that others might want to come or that they might want to come back themselves because it's great to see tourists again. It's great to see a full building. It's great to be experiencing life the way we know it, once again, after what everyone has experienced over the last couple of years. First Final Four that's in full since 2019, and it just so happened that it was in New Orleans. So, Real good development there, to say the least. If you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to weigh in. When we return following a timeout, we're going to get into the Pelicans, 
What happened last night? What's going to happen going forward? What has to happen moving forward? That's next here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and at NashFM1061.com. 1061 Nash Icon wants you to imagine scoring 25K. Wow, no way. Oh my God, that is so awesome. What would you do with that money? Listen at the top of every hour between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. for our national text keywords. For your shot at 100 bucks, you win $100, you're instantly qualified for 25K. It's the 25K payday, all from the New Orleans country giant. 1061 Nash Icon. It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. Cookie wants to be a professional wrestler. I'm Cookie Serratos and I'm 11 years old. She also wants to win all the medals. That's why Cookie and her family make every day count, squeezing out her best with Go-Go Squeeze. Okay, Cookie, let's break for a Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze fruit-on-the-go pouches are a nutritious snack made from 100% fruit with no sugar added. Go, Cookie! Because when you nurture your kids, you squeeze out the best in them. Squeeze out their best with Go-Go Squeeze. Not a low-calorie food. Products range from 11 to 13 grams of sugar and 60 to 70 calories per serving. Something you probably do know. Progressive can not only offer you a great price when you bundle home and auto, they offer you round the clock protection something you probably don't know a driveway basketball hoop including the base weighs around 400 pounds something you probably do know there's a windstorm coming something you probably don't know a basketball hoop tipping over can poke a hole in a car roof like a can opener bundle your home and auto with progressive and get more than a great price get round the clock protection something you know for the things you don't know coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets Lamarckable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I'll make 200 to $300 this year. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TIME. 
Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try New Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. This report is sponsored by the maker of Frontline Shield. Frontline Shield for dogs is from the number one name in flea and tick protection. So no matter what type of dog you have or what adventure you go on, Frontline Shield lets you take them everywhere. No matter how you define it, visit Frontline.com to learn more. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The national championship game is tonight as Kansas battles North Carolina in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. In the women's title game Sunday night, South Carolina defeated UConn 64-49. With a chance to clinch a playoff spot, the Pelicans could not sustain their momentum. They were blown out 119-100 in Los Angeles by the Clippers. It was never close. The Clippers made 21 shots from three-point range, outscored New Orleans 63-27 beyond the arc. The Pelicans finished the road trip at Sacramento Tuesday with a chance to clinch a playoff spot. The Zurich Classic field gets stronger. Justin Rose will team with Henry Extension again, both are major winners, and they'll play together for the fourth time in the tournament. College baseball, Tulane rallied with three in the eighth, one in the ninth, to complete a sweep at Memphis 25-3. UNO wins a 14-10 shootout at Houston Baptist to win the series. Southeastern beat UIW 6-5. Nickel State 8-7 over McNeese in 10. Delgado completes a three-game sweep at Baton Rouge. Four three in 10 innings on a walk-off single by Jake Kaufman for their eighth straight win. Southern Miss over Louisiana Tech 8-0, and Louisiana beat Georgia Southern 5-1. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Well, before we talk about the Pelicans, another move made by the Saints. Actually, two more moves that they've announced. A short time ago, the Saints announcing they've agreed to terms with unrestricted free agent defensive end Taco Charlton and free agent defensive back Justin Evans. Charlton 66270, you might recall, was the first-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys back in 2017 out of Michigan. He played in 55 games, 13 starts for Dallas for two seasons, played for Miami for a season, Kansas City for a season, and then Pittsburgh last year. He has 92 career tackles, 11 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery in his career. He played in 11 games for the Steelers last season with one start. Meanwhile, Evans, who's six foot, 199 pounds, originally chosen by Tampa Bay in the second round of that 2017 draft out of Texas A&M. He's played in 24 career games, 21 starts, four interceptions, a fumble return for a touchdown. He's from Wiggins, Mississippi. So some depth on defense in the defensive line and in the secondary accrued by 
the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Pelicans will be back in action to conclude their four-game road trip tomorrow night at Sacramento against the Kings. Of course, every game carries huge significance now. There's only four games left, and the Pelicans head home after the game at Sacramento. And, of course, as mentioned, every game matters from this point on. Pelicans trying to get to that nine spot. They haven't clinched the play-in spot yet, which is the top 10. They still need another win after losing by 19 to the Clippers last night in a game that they never really were in as they got whipped from the start. Got whipped on both ends of the floor. Offensively, it was a struggle to get looks. Clippers were very aggressive. And defensively, the Pelicans got riddled. They were chasing shadows all night. Open shooters all over the place, and the Clippers were knocking down shots like crazy in that game. And the Pelicans had no answer for them. And it was multiple shooters. Eight guys made three-pointers for the Clippers in the game. New Orleans just didn't have a good game plan, didn't defend well. And you can just call it one of those clunkers. Here's the reality. They're 2-1 and one on the trip with one game left against Sacramento. And it's a game they've got to win. I mean, the Kings... They're 29 and 50 on the year. And they're 16 and 24. You know, when you look at the home schedule at home, 16 and 24. So you've got to go there and win. They've got two players, their best players who aren't playing. You've got the better team. You've got more to play for. You have to win this game there. There's no mistaking that. I mean, you've got to get it done. If you want to get that playoff spot, and if you want to get that nine spot and host the 10 in the playing game, you got to get it. After the game tomorrow night, it's home Thursday against Portland, a team that's playing out the string that you should beat at home. Then you got to go to Memphis, and Memphis is elite. They're terrific. That's going to be really hard to win that game. The question is, how hard is Memphis going to play? How long will they play their guys, having clinched the number two spot in the West? And then finally... Pelicans are home on a back-to-back Sunday night against Golden State. And again, will the Warriors have secured the spot they're getting or will they have to play for it? That is the big question as to what's going to happen. How hard are these teams going to play? Those two in particular, Memphis and Golden State. Standings right now, the Pelicans 34-44 and in the nine spot, one game ahead of the Spurs who have won their last two. The Spurs hold the tiebreak over the Pelicans. So if these two teams end up tied, San Antonio would host that one game. That's why it's important for the Pelicans to get at least three of these last four. If San Antonio wins their last four, all power to them. If you're New Orleans, you want to win them all. But you really need to, need to get three of these four. You need one more to knock the Lakers out, basically. So that's what's left. Couldn't do it last night. Could happen tonight. Warriors are battling Dallas right now, trying to hold the three spot in the West. So they got something to play for because Dallas is within a game of Golden State for third. Memphis is locked in the two spots, so they don't have anything to play for. They won seven in a row, and they're playing lights out. So regardless, that's going to be tough for the Pelicans facing that team. And again, you just flushed last night. Forget about it. 
It's one of those games. You, you throw a clunker in there against a team, and the Clippers, by the way, that's pretty dangerous. They've got depth. They can shoot it, and they're still playing without key players. They get their whole act together. They're going to be a, a load to deal with moving forward. But they're still tough right now, and you may have to see them in the playoffs if you can get past that first game, which, of course, is not going to be easy, to say the least. It's 260-1061. That's 504-260-1061. A timeout here. Back with more of All Access in a moment here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. And on the web, we're at NashFM1061.com. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Automotive at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has the right vehicle at the right price at precisely the right time for you. From outstanding newly designed 2021 Dodge, Jeep, Ram, or Chrysler products, Bergeron Automotive has what you are looking for. Check out our expansive inventory at BergeronChryslerJeep.com or call 504-321-4217. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. Circle up team, we've got status. Evelyn's marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. Who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. It's the 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, April 8th, 9th, and 10th. The largest free festival in the South will feature the biggest and most delicious strawberries in the world, grown by local farmers, plus live music and games. Visit nonprofit food booths and enjoy the parade Saturday morning, April 9th. Enjoy the rides on the huge Midway. The 50th annual Ponchatoula Strawberry Festival, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at Memorial Park in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. Sponsored by Cumulus Media. As a dentist, I know what my patients are saying. Mm-hmm. She says her gums are irritated. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do? You can try new Crest Advanced Gum Restore. It detoxifies below the gum line to restore your gums back to health in just seven days. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Give yourself a new morning routine with the Bell Breakfast Box from Taco Bell. It's filled with a grande toasted breakfast burrito, hash brown, two Cinnabon delights, and a coffee. Swing by participating locations for a limited time only. Drinks excludes freezes. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Looking for a date night? This Friday night is the New Orleans Opera's presentation of Puccini's La Boheme. Showtime is 7 p.m. with a Sunday matinee at 2. Are you a fan of Pirates and Mermaids? Then head to Hammond for the weekend's Pirates of the Ponch Train Festival with shows and great food. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to Wariat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new April issue of Wariat Magazine in locations all over town. 
Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Well, it's a big week in golf. Also, the Masters this week. We're a couple weeks out from the Zurich Classic here at the TPC of Louisiana, but the Masters at Augusta National this week. And the big story there is clearly Tiger Woods. He played a practice round today. He said yesterday that he was going to be a game-time decision, 50-50, as to whether he was going to play in the event or not, given his health. But today, he played a practice round. And according to Fred Couples, uh, he said Woods was really good. And Couples said he's optimistic that he's going to play. Couples said that if Woods can walk for 72 holes, he'll contend that he's too good. That's a direct quote from Fred Couples about watching Tiger Woods in his practice round today. Hideki Matsuyama is the defending champion, and Matsuyama had to pull out of last week's Texas Open <coughs> with an injury, but he's there <coughs> at Augusta National and planning to play. Bryson DeChambeau's there. He's planning to play, but he's battling injury too. Says he's about 80%. <coughs> the one guy that is not there is Phil Mickelson. He's out of commission having taken himself out with his ill-advised comments about the PGA Tour and doesn't show up. He's lost endorsement money and such. Now it's a matter of making good, but he's not there, so it's going to be a strange Masters not seeing Mickelson. And the question is, will Woods play? Because if he does, it's going to attract massive attention to the biggest golf event that there is anyway, at least in this country. With all due respect to the U.S. Open and the PGA National Championship, the Masters uh, is clearly the number one tournament in this country. There's the Open Championships, of course, uh, abroad in Great Britain, too, but here, it's definitely the Masters, and Tiger Woods might play, and if that happens, it's going to be quite a bonanza for the sport and quite a week in terms of watching and waiting and, of course, the ratings that are sure to follow as a result of him being in the event. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260 260- 1061 if you'd like to join us one more segment to go as we put a wrap on things here for a monday night with all access rudy dixon our producer i'm ken trahan and we're back in just a moment here on 1061 fm nash icon and at nashfm1061.com since 1935 the all-state sugar bowl has been a proud new orleans new year's day tradition through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The Allstate Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. 
Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's has it all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. View. Circle up, team. We've got status. Evelyn's marketing consultancy client roster is skyrocketing. Okay, so this week is a biggie. We've got the pitch and three client meetings. She needs another analyst before her team's free time plummets. Who's running the competitive analysis on fruit snacks? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches, weakness, or discomfort in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one selling nerve care company. Nervive contains alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, and B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live your life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. I want to remind you as we get set to close that entries are still available for the 29th Annual Saints Hall of Fame Celebrity Golf Classic. 
Monday, May 16th at 9 a.m. at Chateau Golf and Country Club in Kenner. Sponsored by the Saints in the city of Kenner. Saints coach Dennis Allen will be on hand along with Executive Vice President Mickey Loomis. Former coach John Payton expected to attend. Some current Saints players and a host of Saints alumni, including Saints Hall of Famers and Ring of Honor honorees. Participating, it's a taste of New Orleans with a restaurant on every hole. Every participant gets a Saints golf shirt and cap. It's a great event, and there's space, and there's time. So if you want to be part of it, you can do it one of three ways. Call 504-471-2192. That's 471-2192. You can email SaintsHallofFame at Yahoo.com. That's SaintsHallofFame at Yahoo.com. Or visit SaintsHallofFame.com.